I'm Elliot Noose, and this is Beat Check with The Oregonian. A proposed $24.6 billion merger could bring together Kroger, the parent company of Fred Meyer and QFC, and Albertsons, which has also owned Safeway since 2015. The Pacific Northwest is one of the regions where the two companies compete directly, so the combination could leave Oregonians with fewer choices for grocery shopping. Christine DeLeon, who covers retail news for The Oregonian and Oregon Live, has been tracking the merger proposal. Christine, welcome to Beat Check. Hi. So, Christine, uh, Kroger and Albertsons announced their merger plans last October. It's August now, and the companies don't expect their uh, the merger to be complete until next year. What is standing in their way? So, Kroger and Albertsons have to face the Federal Trade Commission, and right now the FTC is pretty strict on um, merger proposals or mergers and they're worried about well this that this merger would result in a monopoly in the grocery industry and so so Kroger and Albertsons have to jump through a lot of regu- regulatory hurdles what kinds of things uh, is the FTC looking at when it's examining this deal so they're looking at if if this merger will reduce competition. And usually if uh, when there's monopolies, there's it's likely to impact consumers because with reduced competition in the grocery landscape, companies could raise prices because they have no other competitors. Uh, you spoke to Kroger CEO Rodney McMullen recently about this deal. Uh, what's, what's his argument for uh, allowing it to move forward? So his argument is that, well, one, the grocery landscape has changed dramatically in the last 10, 20 years. And so like your, our idea of what's a grocery store is very different from what we thought of a grocery store 10 years ago. So like, like they consider Walmart and Amazon and Costco to be like their competitors. Whereas like we usually think of a Safeway or Fred Meyer or an Albertsons to be a grocery store or like New Seasons. His case is that, well, one, like a third of grocery sales are through Walmart. And they feel like if this merger goes through, they could compete against the Amazons and the Walmarts of the world and reduce prices for consumers. Right now, well, so Walmart has leverage as well as Amazon because they have the scale to squeeze like suppliers and producers with preferential terms. And that's why, and those savings can be passed on to consumers. And that's why Walmart is usually like cheaper. And and in fact, Walmart is uh, an even bigger grocery chain in terms of sales, I think, than both uh, Kroger and uh, Albertson Safeway, right? Yeah, it's Kroger, Albertsons combined, and also Costco would make up the, would make it equivalent to the amount of sales that Walmart has. And meanwhile, Amazon is uh, not up there with the biggest players, but is uh, making a lot of moves in this space and 
clearly has been a disruptor of uh, retail in general. Oh, yes. With the rise of online grocery shopping. And that is one of the things that um, that Rodney McMullen is hoping to compete against is they want to, they're hoping that this merger would also give them the scale to, to grow their online grocery business. Usually with online grocery sales, you have to pay for deliveries and deliveries usually cut the profits. There's already really low profit margins in grocery, in the grocery industry, and even much lower when you have deliveries. And with online grocery sales, well, you just need to have the scale to allow for that. And with this merger, they will have the money and decide to also grow their retail media landscape, which they hope to offset the cost for these for their online deliveries. So that's what uh, Kroger CEO Rodney McMullen says. Uh, you've talked to a number of other experts and market analysts and people who uh, have some other interest in, in the merger. Uh, what do they all say about that? So some industry analysts say that they're kind of skeptical about this merger going through because the FTC has taken a pretty tougher stance against mergers, but one, well, one, okay, so they do agree that they understand, I think nobody denies that, they understand that this is a business move, and it will allow Kroger-Albertsons combined to, like, to be able to compete with the Walmarts uh, and, and lower prices. And um, if they wanted to compete in the online grocery landscape by combining, they could reduce, they could combine their operations and just be more efficient and streamlined and you could cut more costs that could be passed down to their consumers. But they're skeptical that this would go through because, well, the FTC that they're dealing with right now is more likely to use a narrower def definition of what constitutes the grocery industry. And that's like your new seasons or like Zupans and Albertson, Safeway and not Amazon or Costco and such. Yeah, I guess, can you, can you talk a little more about um, the, the promise to lower prices? I mean, if, if that would be the, uh, the result here, what would be the FTC's uh, uh, problem with that? So in the landscape, there's other grocery chains. And one thing is that they could view this as like not the solution to all of these other monopolies in the, the industry already, like the Walmarts and Amazon. And so this would just, well, this would just hurt producers and suppliers. And so they're trying to prevent more of these mergers where they're already like reducing competition with independent grocery stores. Is there a worry that in the longer run that the, you know, even if prices go down in, in the short run, that uh, in the longer run, um, it, it might not shake out that way uh, as it might if there was, you know, uh, several large uh, grocery chains competing? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because you would drive business away from the other stores. And you know, I talked to the National Grocers Association, and they represent independent grocers um, across the country. And you know, they their biggest concern is that they already get charged a lot from their suppliers and producers because they don't have because their argument is that these suppliers and producers they have to bargain with Walmart and Amazon and like these mega companies and they're they're passing down their losses and profits from those deals to smaller companies, medium or smaller companies, and they have to pass it down to consumers. But the biggest problem is that a lot of consumers and I think industry analysts and other independent grocers can agree that right now consumers are really price um, aware or they're very sensitive about prices um, because of inflation. and when you have food inflation there's people are more likely to change their consumer behaviors and shop at like discount stores or 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 grocery stores that have lower prices so they're more likely to not go to like your local co-ops or your mom and pop grocery store so let's take a look at Oregon um Shortly after the uh, the Kroger Albertsons merger or the proposal for a merger was announced, you analyzed Fred Meyer, QFC, Albertsons, and Safeway locations to figure out where the stores compete directly. Uh, tell us about what you found. So I found that over thirty locations across the state have a Kroger or Albertsons store within a mile of each other. And 20 of those are within the Portland area. And that's significant because that's a lot of grocery stores. And if there's overlap, they're gonna have to divest the stores. Then the issue becomes, who are they gonna sell it to? Yeah, can you talk a little bit more about the divestment process? What exactly does that mean? So because there's significant overlap, they need to maintain competition because that there's basically no competition if they combine, but right now they're competing with each other. And so the divestment means like they just need to get rid of some stores so that the landscape is not all Kroger Albertson. And what, and what does getting rid of them mean? It just means that they have to, they need to sell it off to another company that will be able to have a place in the marketplace. And the other option is that they could take those stores and spin them off into their their own, uh, a brand new grocery chain. Right. So when they announced their merger proposal, they one idea that they had was that if they cannot find a buyer for these stores that need to be divested, they could come up with a public company that would stand on its own and they've dubbed it Spinco. And that is one option. And and what did uh, Kroger CEO Rodney McMullen tell you about uh, the the search for 
for a, a potential buyer for for these uh, redundant stores. Uh, Rodney mentioned that there's that they're pleased with the, a lot of interest. They said it's too early to say. So of course they didn't mention how many buyers or what potential buyers are looking into it. Um, and it would be interesting to see who is the buyer because I can't think of a company right now that has a scale to, they would have to pick up like at least 650 stores. Industry experts say that it's probably way more than that. Um, and I mean, at the national level, when you look at companies that have that aren't under Kroger or Albertsons, there aren't many companies that that are at that scale. And so McMullen says that if the merger proceeds, Kroger and Albertsons will respect their union contracts. They that they're gonna make sure that any stores that get divested or any of their properties or facilities that get divested will be sold to buyers that will be committed to keeping those union contracts. At the same time, the two biggest unions that represent Kroger Albertson's employers, which are the United Commercial United Food and Commercial Workers Union and the Teamsters Union, they formally oppose the Kroger-Albertsons merger. And they oppose the merger because of the lack of transparency that they've seen from Kroger and Albertsons, like giving them assurances that their jobs will stay intact after the merger. They're right to be concerned because industry experts do say that while frontline associates, which is like the store workers you see, as a consumer, they're more likely to keep their jobs because the buyer of the divested stores will be promised to keep the unions. But the industry experts worry that the manufacturing plants, distribution centers, and warehouse employees, like their their fates are more uncertain because usually with mergers, those get consolidated while they're going to have to find a buyer for those manufacturing plants and distribution centers and warehouses. Or when you consolidate those facilities and operations, they're likely going to have to cut down workers. So for Oregonians, this might all sound a little bit familiar uh, because it wasn't all that long ago that Albertsons bought Safeway uh, and that brought two of the region's major grocery chains under the same ownership. But what happened after that? So when Albertsons uh, bought Safeway in 2015. It had to sell off about 150 stores, and they sold it to this Washington-based grocer called Hagen. And it didn't work out well. Just months after they sold it off to Hagen, Hagen filed for bankruptcy, and it ended up having to sell some of its stores back to Albertsons for a much cheaper price. And basically, that's just like a sign of that they couldn't compete these divested stores 
pretty much failed. And so that that is like a classic look. And I, I believe that the attorney general um, uses that as an example of why these mergers are not good because it does reduce competition. Hagen pretty much, they, they filed for bankruptcy and some of those stores were sold back to Albertsons and operated under the Albertsons banner, but then it led to some store closures. And so you are left with some food deserts. They just, they were a small company that just wasn't prepared to take on 150 stores. They didn't have the money or experience to grow that big overnight. And that's like interesting because that was just like 146 stores. This is going to be like 650 or more stores. So I cannot even imagine of a store of a grocery chain that could take on more than like a 650 or more. And it's also possible that it would be several buyers, right? What, what did what did um, Rodney McMullen, uh, Kroger's CEO, say about uh, what they were looking for in a buyer, um, and and why why they believe that uh, the situation with Hagen, where you know the stores uh, essentially either ended up back in the Albertsons portfolio uh, or closed, kind of undermining the whole idea of divestment to maintain competition. So so what is what what does McMullen have to say about what would prevent that situation from unfolding here in in the Portland market and the Oregon market again? So um they, that could be prevented by looking at buyers that know how to run a grocery chain. So they have experience and they have the they have the money like they're a viable company like that have the funds to run a business at that scale what uh what are you watching for to 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 see what happens next well so i'm paying attention to how well one will the ftc try to block the merger and if the FTC tries to block the merger. We know for sure that, well, Rodney McMullen has hinted before that they will challenge the FTC. They will appeal. And industry experts all say that the FTC is likely to go into litigation. And then that's when those two sides will hash out their arguments. So it'll be interesting to see what the FTC does, we'll see how it plays out. And then from there, it's going to be a toss-up. Industry experts say that the FTC is not afraid to go into litigation, even if they are not going to win. And if they don't win, it'll be we'll be paying attention to who's going to be the buyer and how many stores will be invested. And, and of course, if it goes uh, into litigation, if, if uh, the FTC and Kroger and Albertsons are are hashing it out in court, then uh, that means that a lot of this discussion will move into the public sphere. And that'll be really interesting for retail reporters like yourself. So we look forward to seeing more coverage. And uh, thank you for coming on Beat Check. Well, thank you. 
We'll put a link to Christine's coverage in the show description, and uh, listeners can also find that coverage at OregonLive.com slash business. And thank you for listening to Beat Check with the Oregonian. If you like this show, please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show, and you can also tell a friend. The very best way to support our journalism and reporting like this is with a subscription to The Oregonian and Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.